and welcome to Life According to Malik with your guy, Dr. Malik. So, hey, this week, let's kind of take a little bit of lighter note, but I want to kind of give you a heads up on things, just in case you haven't been paying attention. COVID-19, now COVID-20, with all the different variations going throughout the world, continuing to plague this world and really not showing any signs of stopping. I know we got the vaccines out there. I know we've got everything out there that's saying it's preventative medication or preventative med uh, opportunities or ways to combat it. Take all your vitamins. Uh, Everyone's telling everybody how to handle COVID-19. But that's the bad side of COVID-19. I want to kind of talk about a lighter side of COVID-19. So you know what? Give me a minute when we come back. Let's talk. This segment of Life According to Malik is sponsored by Ndugu Kwa Ndugu, serving the community of South Carolina, especially young men between the ages of 13 and 25. Visit their website, ndugukwandugu.org. That is, N is in Nancy, D is in David, U, G is in George, U, K, W, A, N is in Nancy, D is in David, U, G is in George, U, dot, I've had my share of ups and downs Times when there was no one around God came and spoke these words to me Praise will confuse the enemy I've had my share of ups and downs Come on, play. 
Radio on WDRB, the voice of the community. So, yo, now that we actually have dealt with COVID-19 for a year that we're willing to admit, uh, I know there's all types of conspiracy theories out there and beliefs that uh, COVID was going on longer than what was expressed by our political structure. And, okay, let's go along with that. So, February 2020, this phantom virus comes out of nowhere called coronavirus. The coronavirus is nothing new, but the coronavirus jumped on us like something we've never seen before. And we didn't know how to combat it. There were several different ways and several different means that came out from several different people. The WHO, the CDC, Dr. Fauci, uh, the doctor from Africa that was supporting Donald Trump's belief on um, taking mefloquine and all different types of, well, maybe not mefloquine. I mean, did he say mefloquine? I don't know. Some type of malarial drug, right? Being in the military, hey, you know, we, we take all types of drugs and, and mefloquine was one of them. Um, but the bottom line of it is nobody truly knew how to combat this. And on top of not knowing much about it, we made a bunch of excuses. 
oh, it's China's fault. Oh, it's America's fault. Oh, it's Russia's fault. Oh, it's uh, some Chinese scientists who let it escape. It's their fault. Um, it's being found in the food from South America. Oh, regardless, a lot of wasted time and too many wasted lives. But now that we've been able to observe COVID-19 for a year, we've seen the effects We've asked people, hell, I've asked people to mask up. Um, I wear multiple masks if need be. I work in relation to, uh, close relation to several people a day from various walks of life. And so I walk around very nervous, very scared. I haven't seen my children in almost, ooh, going on about nine months now. But I'm doing what it takes to keep them safe and the people around me safe. I have people I worry about. My mother is 72 years old, going to dialysis three times a week. I, I am definitely concerned about the people that are around her because she was one of those people that raised us in church eight days a week, 26 hours a day and 28 hours on Sunday. So she's not going to stop going to church. But now that we know something about COVID-19, now COVID-20 variations, what can we take away from this? I know you're probably saying, man, millions of lives lost. Thousands upon hundreds of thousands of lives damaged. Individuals who this thing is attacking affluency as well as the poor. But how do we realistically get past this? How can we see a silver lining? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today on Life According to Malik. Let's talk. All right. Welcome back to Life According to Malik on WDRB Radio, the voice of the community in conjunction with MJP Radio. So, hey, you ask, man, how can you even decide to fix your face to say that we had a silver lining that comes out of COVID-19, now COVID-20 variations? Well, being a process improvement guy, I see things a little differently. Yes, it's egregious how COVID-19 has taken over the world. Yes, it is uh, still scary for me. I won't speak for everybody. It's still scary for me to go out into this world and not be able to see the silent killer that may be waiting on me around any corner. The inability to allow a person to cough or to sneeze projectiles leaving the body uh, and potentially infecting me, having to stay away from family members, having to be distant or socially distant, which is the new terminology, away from my children. It brings me great consternation, but also some great fear. But when I sit and I work and I look and I think about all of the things that are coming out of this. Now, some people may not see it the same way. And I'm not asking you to see it as I do. You all know that I do not prescribe to group think. So when you say, hey, Malik, what good came out of COVID-19 with now going into the COVID-20 variations? Well, let's think about that. Now, first thing I need everybody to do is to clear your mind. Clear your mind of any inhibitions. Clear your mind of any past proclivities that could hinder you from being able to see something in a new light. Because I guarantee you, if you hold on to those things, those traditions, 
those uh, negative nuances, your ideals that, that do not allow you to see something better, you will only negate what I'm saying. So let's start in one place. Let's start about the public school system. I'm not sure who the think tank is, but I would love to be a part of it. But let's think about the public school system. The public school system is now finding ways, finding the means to deliberately find access to education external to the four walls. Those four walls tend to hinder our young people. Those four walls tend to isolate, encapsulate, envelop the mind of the young person, not to be able to adjust and adapt to a learning environment without walls. So I have my own nonprofit, it's called Indugu Kwa Indugu. And what I want to attempt to do with Indugu is to turn it into an academy. And our theme, our whole premise will be a campus without walls, a school without walls. I don't want traditional teachers. I don't want those teachers that can only teach from a whiteboard or images on a computer. I want teachers that will be able to come in and teach from an environmental standpoint that will allow our young people to go out, touch soil, climb trees, work on cars, determine geometric shapes and measures based on building a home and putting together a garden, understanding nutrients and nutrition from actually planting a garden, raising their own animals. But see, a lot of people would say, hey, well, that's CTE or hey, that's just how we do things in certain school districts. But have we ever thought that from COVID-19, now with the COVID-20 variations, being able to go in and access that thought process that, hey, we might be able to take this a step further. We're understanding that our young people's attention is not kept for longer than an hour at a time. So versus giving them 40 minutes of bland instruction, how about we give them an hour and 30 minutes of instruction as they're hands on, as they're ingratiated in something that they like, finding an aptitude for something that they are inherently good at and expounding on it and taking them to the next level of education. Why couldn't we do that? Seeing how we can reach more students digitally than we can by bringing them into a classroom, we could improve attendance, lower truancy, get our better teachers, our award-winning teachers on a Zoom call in a separate breakout classroom, putting them on a computer monitor or a television monitor, allowing those students to engage at a distance and still be present and ascertain what they need to have in order to create a new learning process. We'll talk more about that when we come back. Life According to Malik, MJP Radio, WDRB. This segment of Life According to Malik is sponsored by Ndugu Kwa Ndugu, serving the community of South Carolina, especially young men between the ages of 13 and 25. Visit their website, ndugukwaindugu.org. That is, N is in Nancy, D is in David, U, G is in George, U, K, W, A, N is in Nancy, D is in David, U, G is in George, U.org. 
When you become a believer, your spirit is made right. Sometimes, the soul doesn't get the notice. It has a hold in it due to things that's happened in the past, hurt, abuse, molestation. But we want to speak to you today and tell you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. Some people's actions are not because their spirit is wrong, but it's because the past has left a hole in their soul. May this wisdom help you get over your past and remind you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. I have my sister Leandria here. She's going to help me share this wisdom and tell this story. Deliver me Cause all I seem to do is hurt me Hurt me declaration, a decree. So I'm speaking for all of you listening, starting here, starting now. The things that hurt you in the past won't control your future. Starting now, this is a new day. 
This is your exodus. You are officially released. Now sing it for me, Leandria. This is my exodus. Yes. This is my exodus. I'm singing now. This is my exodus. To the only. Welcome back. So today on Life According to Malik, we're talking about how to actually see a silver lining coming from COVID-19. So last segment, we were talking about public schools. Could you imagine the reach that we could have with our young people reaching into the public school system, reaching into their minds and allowing them to grow? while reducing cost, reducing cost, reducing the size of schools, reducing the, the inherent need for a large janitorial staff to clean and disinfect the schools, the inherent need for a cafeteria on a large scale that, that does nothing but feed children. Imagine if we turned that cafeteria into a gourmet kitchen and taught a CTE program, classroom without walls per se, and actually allowed the young people to learn and be able to glean the information in which they need to have to be successful as adults after the age of 18 while learning a a skill such as operating and running a culinary kitchen, becoming a sous chef, becoming a master baker. Could you imagine the level of interest a young person could find if they had an affinity for cooking? And if it was taught in schools that the only thing they had to do when they got to school would be to create new creations, create an expounded palette by creating meals for their friends, for faculty and staff to be sold on the community to be able to actually bring in some income to themselves and into their home, all by just going to school. Well, let's flip the script a little bit, right? We gotta think a little different, think a little bit outside the box. The one thing we're not gonna get away from is telemedicine. Yep, we still gotta go to the doctor to sometimes be seen, to be actually touched by the doctor to actually be monitored by the doctor. But you cannot lead me to believe that telework, telemedicine, partial work weeks, reduced hour work weeks are not the way of the future, are the new norm. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got to be prepared to change our mindset. We've got to be able to see that there is a new norm already upon us. Companies are not going to spend absorbent amounts of money maintaining facilities just for a person to come to work. Telework is going to become the new norm. Now, how we manage productivity, how we determine, qualify, quantify productivity over in uh, of a lack of productivity, that's to be seen. 
But like most things, that methodology will be developed. It will be utilized just like the KPI or the key performance indicator. So just believe that things are changing right in front of us. But what does that mean for us? What does that mean for the adaptation? What does that mean when you say telemedicine isn't going anywhere? You all, it's time out for large scale clinics. If doctors can talk to you via uh, your computer screen, your television, your, your internet access device versus having to actually have you come in to potentially further infect others, then they're going to do so. So I'm not trying to make it appear as though I am clairvoyant. I only see things as they shall be. The cost savings alone that has been rendered from COVID-19 and its COVID-20 variations will actually become what creates those new norms. I'm not asking you to believe me. I'm just asking you to see the world as it is. If we can minimize overhead by maintaining, by reducing the number of facilities maintained, the contracts that are associated with maintaining a facility, that will then become our new norm. So what am I asking us to do? I'll be right back and I'm going to give you a few suggestions of what we can do as people, as we can do as learned people, as we can do as the semi-literate to actually start changing with the world and moving on. Life according to Malik. I'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Life According to Malik in conjunction with MJP Radio, down with WDRB, the voice of the community. Hey, so check this out. So there are several things we can do, right? There are several things we can do to make that adaptation simpler, easier on us. Now, I got it. For us older folks, our more seasoned folks, as we like to say, we're going to have to adapt to change. We're going to have to adapt to change. We do not have a choice. Our lives are not the same. Our young people are not the same. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we have got to adapt and overcome. If you are not literate on the computer, you're going to have to become so. If you are not the strongest typing or the, or the strongest uh, articulate person, you're going to have to improve your, your vocabulary and your writing skills. Being able to present and sell yourself as a winner, just being able to conduct a Zoom or a Microsoft Teams or one of the other variable uh, comp accounts that you can establish to communicate with other people. Understand the mobile device, as it has already become an inherent need for most people, it is going to become the only need for all people. So we're going to have to be willing to adapt, overcome, train, retrain, and see things from a different light. Adapt, overcome, train, retrain, and see things from another light. It can't and it won't continue to be the same. COVID-19 has shown us how we can save more money as well as make more money. We have access that we've been unwilling to access because we could always get to a physical person. I believe COVID-19 at some point has made us more resilient, has taught us for some, those that can actually sit in one place for longer than an hour and be self-engaged, 
and move forward in life. Now, we do have a lot of people who are unwilling to adapt, and those people will suffer for it. They will. But, according to Malik, I think we're actually moving in the right direction. Saving money, making money, making moves, and bringing our communities together, even though we're socially distanced. Hey, thanks a lot. I love you. Mask up. God, peace and blessings to you all. This is Life According to Malik.
This segment of Life According to Malik is sponsored by Ndugu Kwa Ndugu, serving the community of South Carolina, especially young men between the ages of 13 and 25. Visit their website, ndugukwandugu.org. That is, N is in Nancy, D is in David, U, G is in George, U, K, W, A, N is in Nancy, D is in David, U, G is in George, U.org. Today's show is brought to you by Madi's Plates. That is M-A-D-I apostrophe S P-L-A-T-E-S. Follow Madi's Plates on Instagram and Snapchat at A-3-H's, that's H-H-H-M-A-D-I. You can also download the Madi's Plates app at the Google Play Store or the Apple Store.